Welcome to Multiclass Theater and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Multiclass Theater uses a D20 system, and you can't copyright dice rolling. This podcast is all in fun, but it does contain adult language, gratuitous pop culture references, fantasy violence, and just so many characters. But you know you love it, so settle in and enjoy the show. This season... Desmond, Mist, Rotan, Silway, and Winley return to the mainland of Akvani after dispelling the shadow around the Shrouded Isle and recharging a powerful artifact called the Shard of Tear, and also somehow relocating the entire continent to another plane. The party's first stop was the city of Tearfall, where they hoped to find answers to mysteries both personal and cosmic. What they found instead was family trouble for Silway, who decided it was time to stop running and face her past. And if you've listened this far, you know how that whole thing is going. Silway's ancient with a capital A Tudor Suldal pointed the others toward the Cetian Desert, where she suggested they might find a way to reinforce the wards protecting the Heart of Tear, the magical meteor sought by the dangerous, unstable, and dangerously unstable Endu. Our heroes hired a guide by the name of Sarbuck Kicksteer and set off into the blistering sands. Along the way, they encountered an alleged witch who turned out to be none other than Rotan's sister, Devi. Devi eagerly joined the party with her familiar Raz and her mm, unusual healing magic. A short time later, a shadow from Desmond's past appeared in the desert in the form of the ship Caliban, whose deal we are frankly still trying to figure out. Desmond found within the ship a portal to the very island where he was marooned for countless years, along with hints that his time on the island was not a simple case of... a... enshipwreckment? That's a word. Enshipwreckment. But while he sorted out his past, a host of bounty hunters accosted Mist and Buck, searching for Rotan. The conversation went about as well as anything ever does for this party, ending with one bounty hunter dead, one captured, and one fleeing whilst swearing revenge. Like you do. And now you're caught up on Multiclass Theater! Mist on the river. You stare into the darkness as you watch the figure of the bounty hunter disappear over a dune and out of sight. You exhale and you turn around to face your companions who are just now emerging from the hull of the ship. Standing in the center of your makeshift camp is a turtle bound, gagged, and bouncing clearly agitated at being captured. Around him are Buck, Gruber, Rotan, Winley, and coming out of the ship with a bewildered look upon his face is Desmond. Well, that could have gone better. Y'all could have mentioned that you had bounties on your head when we left. I'd have charged you a little bit more for this. I didn't have bounties. News to me. And Mist turns his eyes to Rotan. Now, if somebody else would like to share something with the class. Yes? Um, Mr. Buck, you have to understand, usually it is a Rotan problem. Well, unfortunately, it's all of our problem right now. Yes, well, I don't... 
I don't mean to be... Well, I'll be frank. I took care of one of them rather quickly, and I've always loved turtle soup, so I could do the second as well. Let's not be hasty about that. I'm sorry, were they all after me? Mist, uh, yanks down the... He's, he's, is the turtle gagged? Uh, the turtle, I think, was gagged. We'll just say... All right. So Mist will pull that down. <coughs> well, well, thank you. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. It was getting hard to breathe there. Yeah, we have some questions. Well, I got some answers, hopefully. Just to... Just give me a... Well, you mind making these a little looser? It's kind of... Kind of hard to move my hands here. No, the, the the not being able to move is the point. That's not very sporting. Uh, well, we're not. All right, we're not getting into what's sporting and what's not, because y'all just started a whole shit show. One of your friends is dead. One of them abandoned you. Let me just sit tight for a minute. Oh, hold on, I don't. I was hired to do a job, you see. Mm-hmm. By who? Well, I was hired by. I was hired by Buttercup. She just took off and left me here, left me high and dry. Who was Buttercup hired by? I don't know. She didn't say. She just hired me and Sammy. Where is Sammy? He's kind of all over. <laughs> um, everybody, every everybody can turn and see that Winley Winley is collecting different things from Sammy Two Hops. <laughs> and Debbie is staring at the corpse, just like inspecting and fascinated. That's well, that 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 there's horrible. Sammy had a family. Well, Sammy chose the wrong job, I'm afraid. Yeah, Sammy was a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's hard. It's hard for us to to, to make ends meet, don't you know? Well, sometimes you gotta take these bounty hunting jobs because they, you know, put food on the table. Now, I don't have a family myself, but that doesn't make it any less horrible. But we were attacked. Yes, what, what was your your objective? Who were you trying to find? Well, we were after somebody I don't rightly know. I mean, sort of, sort of, well, let me think. Hold on. Buttercup just said we were after a bastard. Well, we know who that is. <laughs> I mean, we got two. Honestly, most of us would fit that description, but... Point, point of clarification, it is pronounced bastard. Well, I don't know anything about that. I just know that... We were after a bastard. Which one? It's important we know which one. I don't know. I told you. It's a bastard. (sighs) Buttercup did specify that it was Rotan. Oh, that makes sense. He's always been the troublemaker. Well, hold on now. All right, but nobody actually answered my question about why. Well, I don't know why. You have to ask her. I'm trying to ask Rotan. Where'd that bounty come from? What'd you do? I, I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess uh, we did fight fight all those bad people on that island. Maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's what this is from. Where did you set out from? Well, originally I was born down in the swamps. Okay, I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> Where did you get hired by Buttercup? Oh, well, that's a different question. Uh, Buttercup found me in the, found me in the corridor. Just minding my own business. Trying to make a buck drumming on my belly. Drumming on your belly? I, I mean, I'll show you. I'm mighty talented. But yes, please show me. I'm, fair, no, I'm fascinated. No, no, no not, not right now. doing that right now. I don't, I don't want to see that. I want to hear the sound <laughs> effects associated with this. So, so we found me in the, 
found me in the corridor and well we came up northward uh picked up the trail around uh well the place you know the place yeah yeah the place yeah so well that's where we picked up your trail and uh came upon you in the desert found out there was a, a ruckus there surrounding a, a witch that was overblown and she's not a witch i don't think did, did, well did it depends on who you ask but no 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 i thought we had a big argument like it, we almost came to blows and it was big like in your honor you're not a witch i i yeah 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 let's go with that are you a witch what's a witch exactly it's just a word people throw around when they mean like person i don't like Focus. Can we can we focus on? Fine, fine. Where like? T- uh, excuse me, M- Mister Mister Tortle. Um, do you happen to know where your bunny friend? Oh, oh, your bunny friend's dead. Excuse me, your <laughs> yes, other we get friend. it. Bunny friends all over your boots. Well, yes, I know. It's like a decoration. Um, I was just wondering if you knew where your friend had gone. Well, I don't know. Do you have a home base? No, we were just, just a, I was a hired hand. I, I'm nothing, I'm just a muscle. I mean, sort of, thought I was. Never met the likes of you before, and he looks up at you, Buck, kind of with a um, a nod of respect. Well, there's there's not that many of me running around. I, I'm, I'm impressed. You, but, you know, you didn't go nearly as far as I thought you might when I started pushing on you, so you, you're no slouch neither. Well, <clears throat> I, I appreciate that. I'm, I've been eating a lot. Can I... What's the what's the read on this guy? <laughs> uh, give me an insight check. Oh, fuck off, Di. Uh, four. <laughs> to you, he seems believable. He seems like he's telling the truth. All right. Are we gonna let this guy go? Or? I mean, that's kind of my inclination. He seems like he's just got wrapped up with a bad employer, and that's never the employee's fault. Well, before um, you do that, let me let, let there's one thing we can do here. Hold on a second. Um, and Debbie summons Roz to come down from wherever she's been flying around. Oh, good God, a ghost! It's not a ghost. It's Roz, and she would like to touch you. Uh, phrasing. <laughs> Thank you for asking for consent. I, I That's good. Very thoughtful. I'm sure Sammy Two Hops oh, yes. would have liked us to ask consent first, too. But, you know, he kind of started that fight. I mean, well, to be fair, we're not actually asking. I'm more informing. And then Roz hops over to... What's his name, the turtle? Name's Augie Muldoon. Augie. Augie Muldoon. Okay, it's a really great name. Like dang, That is a good I, name. So Roz hops over to Augie and touches his, his leg with her paw and uses the heart sight ability. So knows the creature's current emotional state, and then if the target fails a DC-10 charisma throw, we learn its alignment. And if it's a celestial fiend or undead, then we automatically know the alignment. Celestial turtle. DC-10? DC-10 charisma saving throw, yes. A celestial turtle. Turtles all the way down. (laughs) Just thinking. (laughs) One of them climbed all the way up. Okay, well, he passes his check, his saving throw. So Roz cannot get his alignment, but we know his current emotional state. He seems a little worried. He seems a little worried, a little anxious, because he's uncertain what you are going to do. I, I wouldn't call him scared. And you're not angry, not aggressive. Not not angry, not aggressive, not I mean, to the extent that you could see into it conniving or anything like that. He he seems to be fairly, for lack of a better word, pure hearted. 
simple. Okay. Then Roz looks back at Devi and kind of chirps at her, like, and Devi looks around. Well, he's not, he's not angry. He's not aggressive. He's also not scared, which he really should be because he's in danger. But regardless, I don't think this turtle is a threat. Hold on. So, this turtle was hunting, was it me? Yes, it was you. Yes, Rotorn. For money. I assume money. Were you getting paid, Mr. Turtle? Uh, uh, yeah, I was. I was getting paid. Come to think of it, I'm not gonna get paid now. You were hunting me for money? For shame. Well, that's the job. Don't you understand? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bounty hunter. You should hunt people because it's the right thing to do. That's not evil. Um, Mr. Turtle, um, how much, how much money, how much money were you going to, um, get? Well, I don't want to brag, but I was getting paid 500 gold pieces. Jeez. Is that it? Oh, that's nothing. <laughs> that's nothing at all. Well, that's something. <laughs> uh, but, are you telling me, wait, are you telling me the bounty could be more? No, that's not what we're saying at all. No, no, no. No, no, no. Aren't we, though? Oh, that is kind of... Honestly, that was kind of my thinking. Yeah, we'll just pay you off so you don't have to come chase us anymore. Oh, well, if someone else is going to do it, then that's Hold on, is this a conversation that's vaguely about my personal worth? (laughs) No, Rodon. I mean, kind of. Oh, no, sir. You're worth a million gold pieces, sir. Oh, thank you, Gruber. help. Don't and listen y'all, to him. Y'all are bad at bargaining. Stop. Ten million gold pieces. <laughs> Don't no. Okay. All right. Let's. It sounds like a uh, lot. Okay. Other than Buttercup, like, do you know? Do we need to worry about anybody else coming after us? Caw caw. I'm still a bird. Well, I think um. Well, it probably was a public bounty, so maybe. And no clue who put the bounty out. Nah, I got none. All I heard was going after a bastard. Alright. It's Bastard. Again, yes. It is Bastard. Well, Mr. Tortle, I don't think we have any problem paying you off and paying you a little more than you would have gotten before. Well, thank you. I'd be mighty obliged. But uh, in in doing that, and Winley kind of slowly starts to step toward him, still holding the blade dripping with blood of his friend. If we do pay you off, that means that you'll leave us alone forever. Isn't that true? Uh, give me an intimidation check, Winley. Absolutely. Um, 17. You see he stiffens and begins to nod his head vigorously. No, you you got it. Of course, we, we, we're all square. I, I'm telling you, I'll never see you again. You'll never see me again unless you come down the corridor and then you can come see me drum. I'm, I'm, I'm mighty good. I still want to hear that. Yeah, well, then I think everything will work out fine. And Winley takes her little paw and sort of pats him on his little paw. No need to fear me. Only enemies have to fear me. So who's going to pay him? Not me. <laughs> when you say you take your paw, 
You're, you mean your hand, right? You don't mean a paw that you took from Sammy Two Hops. <laughs> right, so, um, let's get, um, Mr. Tortle his money now. You all have money, right? That's a good question. I, I, I have very little money. Any strong objections to cutting, uh, cutting him free? No, not yet. No, Ross says he's trustworthy. And I think he knows better than to attack all of us, because we will destroy him. Oh, hold on. Well, and running, no offense, is probably not a super big issue. Uh, he looks right. pretty slow. Mist, uh, Mist will go ahead and cut oh, his oh, bonds. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, Ro- Rotod gets gets down really close to, to Augie, and he says, Augie, have you learned your lesson? Oh, uh, yeah, yes, sir. I swear, oh, I'll never punch you good. ever, never again. That's good enough for me. Oh no! Wait, wait, wait! Everybody, everyone! And Winley fishes through her bag. <laughs> I have gemstones. <laughs> Hold on. I and Winley takes out a blue sapphire and holds it. This sapphire came from my parents' mine. They have so many. So it really won't um, affect me at all, and it's worth one thousand gold pieces. Uh, are you? Is that one of the exploding gemstones? Shut up! Oh. Okay, we're not. No, Wink. we're not. It's not one of the exploding ones. Everyone, calm down. <laughs> really, it's not. This is from my parents' mind. There's no issue. You never explained where the exploding ones came from. That's because I, I don't have to. Anyway, <laughs> sir, you're telling me you cannot go somewhere and sell it. Oh, no, I could. I, I, I definitely could sell it. I just couldn't. I, I, I can't make change, you understand? I, I only said no, it my buying No, no, I'm telling you it's yours. Oh. Take it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well. I, Please don't make me beg. (laughs) No, no, that is, that is, that is very generous. I, I very appreciate it. You are, you are good and honest folk. And I, I, I humbly, I I regret ever, ever intending you any harm. I, I see the error of my ways and I just, well, thank you for giving this, this humble turtle a a second chance. Uh, Winley hands the sapphire to the turtle. Uh, the turtle is still tied up at the moment. Oh, fuck. Just kidding. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I think someone should untie the turtle. Mist resumes cutting the bonds. All right. So you untie him, and as you do so, he kind of does that universal, I'm in a movie, I've just been untied, rubbing my wrists thing, and then walks over and leans down and picks up his sombrero out of the dusty ground. And puts it on his head. And puts his shield on his back. And then picks up his mace. Puts it on his belt. And then walks up to Winley and looks down at you expectantly. Um, Winley hands uh, the turtle the sapphire. He takes the sapphire and he holds it up. And then realizes that there's no moon. And then holds it towards the fire. So the firelight dances off it. And you see him smile, and he puts the sapphire in a pouch on his belt. Well, if uh, if uh, there's nothing else, I, 
I best be going. I figure I can make it back to the place before daybreak. Goodbye. Alright, so he saunters over to his horse, climbs upon it. The horse almost visibly buckles beneath him. And then the two slowly begin walking across the desert, over a dune, and out of sight. Well, you seem nice. Alright, Rotan, seriously, what did you do to get a bounty on your head? I don't know. How should I know? I, I assumed you did something bad. You're supposed to be a hero. Heroes don't get bounties on their heads. Except from evil people, I guess. I mean, okay, let's, well, let's run it down. We've, uh, Shrouded Isle incident, although it seems to me that the only people who would really be pissed about that would be maybe the birds. So, unlikely. Uh, before that, it was, we were up in Vankula. Maybe someone from the Odal? No, they're too nice. The Vankula peoples are they're very... I mean, no, the people are dope, but, like, the Odal and Percy Two Sheds, uh, you know, I don't know if oh, any of them are... Yeah. Maybe somebody from that whole organization got a little pissy. But they specifically were after you and not me, too. So, we were all kind of, you know played a role in that so let's see before that it was i know i didn't set a town on fire neither did i did someone do that not me <laughs> mist starts tilting his head further and further to the side until it almost looks like he's going to look at rotan upside down oh sure <laughs> i think i think i think he's talking about nightfall sir i think that place caught on fire it wasn't me sir or just burn down the house. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, I suppose I did start a fire there. Yes. That doesn't sound like you at all. It doesn't? I've never known you to start fires. Well, it was an evil place. Oh, okay. Full of uh, tentacle squid things and cultists and uh, bad theater. Well, okay, the last one, inexcusable, but like... Squiddy McFuckface was gone, and the cultists were all kind of dead. I mean, unless there that's the only thing that comes to mind, unless it's something that predates our shenanigans. It's interesting that it falls to Roton specifically. Usually, if it, if it had something to do with our exploits, I feel like they would uh, not single him out. It'd just be uh, the group of us, someone... People, the group of people matching our descriptions. Maybe they only saw Rotod. He's very large and draws a lot of attention. Oh, yes. <laughs> Perhaps. That's why we keep him around. <laughs> right. Well, no matter. Uh, clearly, we can handle ourselves if more bounty hunters show up. I mean, depends on how many more. Nah, we got this. Three on six is not a fair fight. But Buttercup's not returning with just three... We could pay them off, too. Well, the good thing about being in the desert is that we have a very wide uh, range of view. We could maybe set watches, and if anyone sees anybody coming... Well, I have an invisible friend who flies. She can see a very long way. That works, yes. Yeah. There we go. Roz, be on the lookout for more... anybody, really. If they are... uh, If they're only coming after me... And I suppose that puts the rest of you in danger, does it not? Honestly, no more danger than we're really already in just by doing this whole thing. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> I don't quite follow that logic, but... I mean, the exception would be Buck, who's really kind of... Yeah, I just met y'all. Yeah. New to the whole thing. Oh, you're new too? Okay, cool. I thought I was the only new one. No, no, they they just dragged me into all this. Well, okay, let's be let's be fair. They came to me looking for a guide across the desert. I did not expect this much trouble. Not complaining. It's more exciting than sheep. Don't tell my sheep I said that, but... I will not. <laughs> well, I suppose unless we need to stay in this boat longer, should we continue? No, we, we should not stay here unless we need to. Desmond, we kind of left in a hurry. Did you get everything you needed from the island? Um, yes, yes, I, I think, um, I think I'm, I think I'm all right. It's a bit, it's oh. all a bit confusing, and I'm still trying to process, but, um, uh, there's nothing else that can be done in the, the time being. That reminds me, here, and she reaches into her pocket and pulls out those books that you gave her for safekeeping. Oh, um, oh, thank you, yes, I'd nearly forgotten, um, everything that's been happening. Thank you for, for taking this. Of course. Those. Off we go, then. Uh, yeah. Do you guys want to travel during the night? Do you want to spend the night until the next morning? What What do you guys want to do? It's about... It's in the evening. Maybe... I don't even know what time, but it's dark out. Well, I like to travel at night in the desert, but... Buck, you're our guide. Normally, I'd say we should rest, but considering we just had visitors and one just got away, I don't really fancy staying here much longer than we need to. Yes, perhaps we get a, a, a little a little bit of a ways, and, and uh, I doubt anyone will be coming back here tonight, but but just in case. Oh, oh no, I'll, do, I'll leave the fire burning, and that will distract them, and they'll think we're here, but we're not here. That's actually not a bad idea, Gruber. <laughs> Pretty good idea. <laughs> Thank you. Good job, darling. <laughs> I've got a couple more. I thought if we had to set up a watch, we could put up a torch, like... A ways away, and then if anyone walked in front of it, we would see them. Okay, Gruber, that's enough. Good job. You've, you've <laughs> done a gold that. piece, Gruber. <laughs> oh, thank you, sir. <laughs> Haven't done that in a while. The group of you start out once again through the desert. A number of hours pass. You take a rest to take some water maybe snack a bit. And soon enough you find that the sun is beginning to rise behind you. And you're starting to get tired. You think maybe for a little while it'd be a good idea to actually get some rest and sleep. So do you guys want to try to stop and rest or do you want to push through and keep going on into the morning sun? Um, personally, I would love to gain my points back. I don't know if that's just me get my spells back. No, I'm good with the rest. It's good. I could always use a ritual refresh. Would this be short or long? I'm down for a long rest. Yeah. Fine by me. Are you going to try to create shelter or anything like that? or? Uh, someone yeah. has a hut. I, I'm happy to bring forth my hut. Back to the Marshmallow Kingdom? Hey, don't touch, just don't touch the walls. Don't touch the walls. <laughs> you know, why don't y'all rest? I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay watch for a bit. Okay. Roz will help you keep watch too. She's really good at that. Well, I'm always down for company. And I know Roz doesn't speak to me, but. She, she can send you, you know, images. Right, Roz? And you get like a little image of a heart or something. Or a, a, a emotion of 
uh, friendliness. Oh, well, are you just the cutest? <laughs> All right, come on. We'll go. Go do watch. Time passes. You all regain your hit points. You have some water. You're feeling pretty good. Rotan, I'd like you to make a constitution saving throw, please. Okay. Uh, that would be 15. Rotan, you're lying there on your marshmallow bed. And you begin to stir. And you feel something like a pain in the center of your chest. Like, it's almost like a, a, a burning sensation, like a burning pain that, like, your chest is threatening to explode. And you begin to cough. And you lean your head over the side of the bed. And you vomit. You cough up blood. Cool. You take four points of damage. That's great. Any of you who are awake, see this. Does it happen in the middle of the night? Uh, even or odd. Uh, odd. Toward the end. Alright, then Devi is probably recently woken and is in the middle of casting her daily rituals. Uh, Rotan, are you okay? Do you need healing? Uh, I, I think I'm fine. I've just, uh, vomited a little blood. It is seems. that normal? I don't think that's normal for you. Uh, no, it's, it's not normal for me. Hold on, let me look at that blood for a second. And she walks over to the blood pile and, like, starts poking through it. Pulls out another vial. And <laughs> uh, give me a, um, give me a medicine check. Glad I took that skill that gave me medicine. Eight. Uh, it just looks like blood to you. Anything besides blood? No, just blood. I mean, just, just blood. <laughs> Rotan, did you drink blood recently? Uh, no. Then how did blood get in your stomach? Well, it could be my blood. Hmm. Blood shouldn't be in stomachs. I've had medical training. I know this. Uh, do I feel rested? No, you do not. And mechanically, do I have all my hit points back from the long rest? Or is it what I was at minus four? It is what you were at minus four. Okay, thank you. I I feel, uh, I feel ill. Do pal can paladins get ill? I thought you had some sort of magical disease thing. Stretched thin. Like butter? Butter. <laughs> <laughs> like, like bread. Over too much butter. <laughs> I can try to heal you. I'm very good at healing. Uh, well, I, I certainly won't say no. It will not help. So... This is actually relevant for Devi's healing attempt. Uh, have I gotten my hit points back yet? Yes. Okay. Everybody else has gotten their hit points Everybody back. Everybody but Rotan. Okay. Um, so so do you go ahead, Devi, and, and uh, try your healing? Devi starts weaving her hand around in a, like, a very ritualistic fashion, and black energy sort of swirls around her, and then that energy <laughs> transfers through her arms and into Rotan's body and this is the life transference spell which does uh 18 damage to devi and heals rotan for 36 hit points wow <laughs> such a cool system rotan you heal for 18 points hmm. oh thank you i uh 
I, I feel better now. Do you? Because I don't think that works. Something felt off about that. I assume Debbie would notice if her spell was less effective. I um, don't know. Give me an arcana check. I'm good at arcana. I say jinxing myself. Uh, 30 <laughs> on the arcana check. Okay. <laughs> Jeez, what's your this bonus? Is like Anka level check passing. Um, She's <laughs> plus 12 on arcana. So, yeah. Uh, it does Lord. appear to be less effective. Something didn't go right with that, Rotan. I, you should have been healed for more than you appear to be. Are you feeling okay? Give me more. Um, I, uh, Rotan's going to try lay on hands on himself, which I know how that sounds. <laughs> um, does that have any effect? It does not. Did you just heal yourself? This is how I usually do it, but it does not seem to be working. Huh. Something's... I wonder if Roz's healing would help. Hold on a second. And Debbie, like, her eyes roll back in, the, in her head for a second. <laughs> a few seconds later, like, a bouncy little furball comes into the front door of the hut and walks up to Rotan. It's okay if, if Roz tries? Because she's better at healing than I am. Oh. By which I mean she can. Well, if you, if you, uh, if you think it would help... I don't know if it will or not, honestly. I mean, I I should be fine uh, today. I, I think I, I, I should be, be good to, to do some more traveling. Well, let me, let's just try this. Roz, Roz, touch Rotan. And Roz touches you and does healing light for three hit points. It does not seem to have any effect. Roz gets visibly irritated by this. <laughs> <laughs> Feed that to me. Okay, something's definitely wrong, Rotan. If Roz can't heal you, then I don't know. Then something's very wrong. Um, uh, yes. Uh, well, let's let's table it for now. And uh, yes, let's let's. We probably should be getting a move on. I suppose we can wake the others up. But I'm definitely casting a ritual on you. You need you need more, um, life essence. <laughs> yeah, so part of Debbie's morning ritual is she um, she has the inspiring leader feat, which I've reflavored as a necromantic ritual. So she's going to spend 10 minutes casting that while everyone else wakes up and then give herself and Roz and Rotan 15 temporary hit points. And I think while, while people are getting up, Rotan's actually going to walk out of the hut and sort of go around behind it. You walk out of the hut and Buck, you're sitting there and Rotan comes walking out of the hut. Uh, uh, give me a um, perception check, Buck. It's a 12. Okay, Rotan looks a little distracted as he walks by. Everything alright? Uh, probably not. But, uh, but not sure what the problem is, so uh, no sense in worrying about it. Alright, but if, if you figure it out and there's anything I can do to help, you just let me know. Yes, uh, we'll do. Uh, I'm going to go over here now and uh, and talk to a sword. Oh, oh, ew. Okay, uh, holler if you need toilet paper or anything. I guess. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, did you get any sleep at all last night? No, I was just out here talking to Ross, keeping an eye out on things. Really? <laughs> Rotan's intrigued. What What did you talk about? Oh, well, uh, I just. Roz is a really good listener. I don't know if you know this. And I just sort of started talking. I've, I think I may have told them my entire life story. We were out here for quite a while. But it was fine. 
is yeah, it's a good conversation. One way, mostly. They're a good sport. Well, uh, well, good. I'm, I'm glad uh, to know that that you are becoming friends. Uh, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go. Uh, yeah, yeah. Please, by all means, don't yeah. you, don't carry on. Well, th- thank you. Yes. <laughs> so Rotan awkwardly walks away. Okay, uh, Rotan walks away behind the hut. Rotan, you have come to a spot around the back of the hut, up against a dune where you all camped for the mid-morning. The sun is hot. It's still relatively high in the sky. Figure it's going to take a little bit more time before it starts going down and the desert starts to cool off. But you are alone, as far as you can tell. So Rotan's going to draw the greatsword and, and just hold it hilt up in front of him. And he's, he's, he's going to talk right to it. Look, what is your deal, sword? Feed me. Oh, okay. What? What do you want to be fed? Uh, steak? Uh, mushrooms? <laughs> small mushrooms, perhaps. Uh, what? Maybe, uh, I don't know, uh, wooden planks? Feed me blood, or I drink from you. Well, uh, wait, okay, why? Why why are you doing that? It is my nature. Ah, do do you have to? We are one. Well, see, you say that, but you're here and I'm I'm here, so it's not really like we're one, is it? Look, I... I'm getting a distinctly evil vibe off of you. Yes. You wouldn't perchance be an evil sword, would you? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Oh, dear. Um, are you uh, a redeemable evil sword? I am as I was made. Well, aren't we all? (laughs) So, so look, our sword... Uh, remind me, what's your name again? Ebenhard. Uh, yes, right. Uh, so here's what I propose. Um, I, I will keep up with the, uh, with the killing things, and you do the, uh, the not, uh, doing whatever you're doing to me. It is agreed. Okay. Feed me and spare yourself. Well, okay, I mean... I don't quite like putting it in those terms. I mean, look at it from my perspective, right? Okay, so so here I am, and I find this nice sword, and all of a sudden it's... it's you're very needy. Your perspective is irrelevant. I must feed. Oh, and what happens if you do not feed? Then you will feed me. But, okay, but then, uh, but then what? I mean, I'm not sure that you've, you've played this out to its conclusion, because if, if I feed you, and then, and then uh, we keep doing that until there's, there's nothing of me, uh, then, then, well, you're, you're, uh, in the middle of a desert, aren't you? Then I will sleep beside your corpse until another finds me. 
Well, what if I just leave you right here, then, huh? Then you will die. What do you mean, I will die? I mean, I, I suppose we all die eventually. <laughs> the, the sword falls silent. Sword? Hello? There is no response. Be that way. You know what? I'm I'm giving you a timeout. <laughs> and he's going to stick the sword in the sand and then walk back into the hut. Give me a wisdom saving throw. All right. 14. You stick it in the ground and you begin to walk away from it. And then you suddenly feel this compulsion to return to the sword and pick it up once again. So Rotan starts to walk away and he goes... Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> and, and he and he goes, and he and he and he grabs a sword and pulls it out of the sand. And he says, "But we're not done, okay? We're, we are not done talking this out." <laughs> and he <laughs> he sheaths uh, Evan Hart, and then uh, we'll walk back to the hut. And now, of course, all of you have heard all of this. <laughs> <laughs> all of us, like it woke us up. Well, if you were awake, you heard it. Oh, okay. Now, of course, you only heard one side of the conversation, not the other side. But... Rotan thought that sound wouldn't travel <laughs> into the uh, dimensional hut. <laughs> so who's all awake? De- Debbie is going to wake up anyone who's not awake. Just, like, oh, poke okay. them. Like, <laughs> hey, wake up, wake up, everyone. Wait, it's time for the intervention. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Hey, well, hey, what's, what's going on? Put your on? clothes back on. Get up. Come oh, on. sorry. Okay. Winley, wake up. Come on. We need to go save Rotan's soul. Come on. Oh, uh, <laughs> do we have to? <laughs> Whenever you're ready, Mr. Mike, uh, you yep. can take us out. Take us in, right? Because we're starting. The... Uh, I was thinking we're taking out of, like, you know. Silly mode. I was thinking Star Trek, you know, out of the. Oh, okay. Engage, you know, punch it, whatever. So so this, by the way, is how the mid-roll is going to start. So hi, everyone. Welcome back to, uh episode uh what did we say seven episode seven i think of our fourth sure. season here seven. we have uh yeah as you can hear we are actually all together for the first time in, in in a bit um trying to get ourselves back on track in this new year what with uh various things uh affecting our our scheduling but uh not to worry because we are here actively recording and that means more episodes to come right yeah any rate how are you uh <laughs> So if you are enjoying our show here, as I try to remember how to do this whole thing, um, we'd love to hear about it. You can leave us reviews on uh, Google Podcast. No, Google Podcasts. Yes. I don't think does has a thing for that. Apple Podcasts does. I think Spotify does. If you're, you know what, you know your system better than I do. If, if it gives you a spot to leave us, you know, stars or thumbs up or lollipops or whatever the heck the ranking system is, um, we'd love to get the feedback. It helps us find. Uh, more listeners and just kind of lets us know that we are doing an okay job. We're still rusty. It's It's been a few months. Like, we've forgotten how to podcast. Yes. How do I be professional? Well, if I figure that out, I'll... Well, that was okay. never part of the plan. Yeah. Yeah, let's say. not go that far. Yeah, I, I, I'm barely professional at my actual job. Unless his coworkers are listening, in which case, no. This they is... don't listen to this. They might. I am reasonably certain nobody at my workplace... Uh, has heard this podcast. Okay, well, if you work at Mike's workplace <laughs> yes, and you're listening, please reach out to us. Let us know. Yes. <laughs> like I said, we all have day jobs here. Um, if, if if you make enough coin from your day job that you'd love to uh, 
maybe send a little love our way, um, we would certainly appreciate it. We do have a Patreon set up, patreon.com slash multiclasstheater, and uh, uh, you can donate there. We have some goodies uh, up with uh, the promise of goodies to come, and uh, you can join the illustrious ranks of our current supporters, folks like Sheepish Gnome, Red Pandas Anonymous, Dan Wheeler, Jenna Wheeler, Jenna Mitchell, Taryn Van Ettiger, the Abiel Queen? I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, John Boy. Uh, Brandon Connect. Yeah, sorry. Connect. Connect. My wife is trying to teach me German. <laughs> I'm is doing pronounced my best. Connect. 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 Call him K13. Uh, I would have yeah, said Connect, but that's because I speak German. With apologies, uh, enjoyed playing in the Akvani Football League with you this season. And of course, Eric and Aaron Rice. We love all of you. We love all of our listeners. That's why we do this, because we have fun and we like entertaining you. Uh, Mike, even though that you said, you know, we're, you're rusty and we are all rusty, that was a very, very good segue from day jobs into into the Patreon. That uh, was like professional level segue <laughs> right there. I try. So, uh, yeah, so it has actually been a while since we've recorded. Um, the episode you're currently listening to was recorded a very long time ago. Let me put it this way. It was a lot easier to record a podcast during the pandemic. But no, we're all busy. We have day jobs and yeah, new houses, new jobs. Adam got a monkey. It's been a whole thing, really. Don't get a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much work. But he, ref- he refuses to turn on his camera to let us see it. So much work. Get a goldfish. That's my advice. Oh, I will say, um, you know, like, uh, unfortunately, we're recording this the week before the new season of The Mandalorian comes out, so um, I can't talk about that at the moment, though. When you listen to this, um, uh, the season premiere will have already premiered. Then arm yourselves to join the discussion on our Discord channel, where we go into video games and movies and books and other nonsense science. Adam, uh, we have we we. I've got to go back. Other and, nonsense hyphen science. I've got to <laughs> I've got to go back and uh, revise some stuff because there's now five layers to the Earth. There is now an inner inner core. The Earth's core spinning the other way. It sounds very cataclysmic when you phrase it that way. Like they woke up this morning and discovered a new layer. Like that's the everlasting gobstopper that is this planet is. Uh, is uh, continuing to last even ever longer. I choose to believe this planet is a stable marble that will never change, and I can just live on top of it risk-free. On that note, I think we've rambled enough, and you probably want to get back to this exciting adventure and find out, you know, what's going on with Rotan. And He'll be fine. Just how is Gruber doing? Rotan's and... fine. Nothing to worry about. Yep. If you ever read Children of Huron, this, has, this is nothing like that. Yeah, no, it's fine. It, it, everything's fine. I, I just want to say before we go, I don't actually have a monkey. That was a joke. Uh, don't <laughs> Oh, you could have written that us. for several mid-rolls. Come on. PETA, please, don't don't show up at my place. What are they? What are they anyway, you, enjoy the rest of the show. It's not like you're going to eat it. You're adopting it. <laughs> giving it a home. Good night, everybody. Maybe it chose to live with you. They don't know. <laughs> Rotan? Oh, oh. Is there Hello. something you'd like to tell us? Uh, well, funny you should mention that. Uh, yes, I seem to have acquired an evil sword. Yes, yes, we, we picked up on that. 
You weren't very subtle, bud. Oh, thank you. No, it definitely uh, seems to uh, have a thing for blood. And if it isn't uh, somebody else's blood, it, it's going to be mine. Now, to be fair, I, I'm not 100% sure that the sword is uh, uh, not willing to negotiate on this point. But that's, that's basically where things are. Remind me, how, how, how did you come across this this sword? Ah, uh, yes, uh, I picked it up off of a Dark Lord. Ah. <laughs> All right, yeah, that might be a problem. That sounds very promising. <laughs> very promising, Brutal. Not the necromancer you told me about, the Class 5 Lich? Oh, no, ah. Uh, this is the fellow that the, the Lich was working for. There was a stronger Lich? You didn't tell me there was t- the strong... Rotan! What? It just keeps getting worse, doesn't it? <laughs> you do, do you know how those swords work? Well, I mean... Does it talk to you? You say it like it was obvious from the start. I mean, I... I don't know. There are lots of different kinds of... No. No, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, could, could Wenli do a history check if she w- were to know if the sword would talk to him? Like, from her studies? I would say you could probably get to an arcan- um, well, go ahead, give it a history check, that's fine. I, I suspect, I don't know about Winley, but like- I, I think, got a 17. I suspect you Debbie read, would know, yeah. I think, I yeah, think Winley, I mean, he's not been subtle about no, talking no, 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 to but like, before, yeah. I, I think you've read about magic swords, and you've read about- some that are good, some that are bad. You you're you know that there are swords with and weapons with intelligence, um, and that are imbued with arcane energy that gives them an almost a, a soul like thing. You're you're definitely aware of them and you know that those are things, but you haven't read anything specifically about this sword. Okay, okay. Uh Roton. Yes. Does this sword ever take advantage of you? Uh it in what way? Well, he, has it ever asked you to do something or made you feel uncomfortable? Ah, uh, well, yes, it does sometimes ask me to kill people. Also, it may have taken some of my life force this morning without my permission. That's what happened. You need help, Broton. You need, you need help inside. <laughs> That's a problem. <laughs> Does no one else see this as a problem? This is a, pro- uh, it's a problem, yes. It's a big problem. It, it seems like a problem to me as well. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't really want to be holding uh, an evil sword. Well, then why, why are you? Why don't you just uh, throw it into the sand and be done with it? It seems, I mean, it's very hard to let go. Uh, here, here, watch. Um, and <laughs> yeah, Rotan will draw it, and I'll try and throw it into the sand. Okay, give me a um, wisdom check once again. Wisdom save. Okay. Gosh, I rolled really well this time. Uh, that's going to be a 21. Okay, you take the sword and you throw it. Okay, well, that time it worked. <laughs> Yeah, that seemed pretty easy. Uh, well, okay, right. Look. 
Everyone's an expert on evil swords now, aren't we? Roton, if you if you were just intrigued by the cool-looking sword and wanted to keep it around, you don't have to lie and say it had some compulsion over no. you. Just, it, it, every one of us is interested by magical artifacts from time to time. Right. It, it drains life energy. It's a fascinating subject, and why wouldn't you want to have an artifact like that? Yes, Look, we understand. Well, I mean, I... Actually, now that I've described it, I kind of want it for myself. No, 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 don't, don't touch me. <laughs> All right, this has gone in a different direction. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was talking to me. You were talking to it, for sure. We all heard you. Oh, well, good. At least I'm not going crazy. Well. Well, let's, um, now that we're rid of it, why don't we just leave this, leave it behind? It's obviously some kind of cursed Thing. Yeah. I mean, we could study it. It might teach us things about necromancy. I feel weird just leaving an item like that on a trail that I take pretty frequently. Hmm. Like, that feels like it's going to come back to be a problem later on. What if we destroy it? Oh, there you go. It also did imply to me that uh, it would still feed on my life force if I left it behind. Oh, well, then we should definitely destroy it. That makes sense. Yeah, they do that. We could just keep healing you though on, on the regular. We'll just, you know, it, it takes your life energy. We'll give you more life energy. There's always lots of life energy around. We can take from other things and give to you. Debbie is, is so Rotund sister. So like every day, could you just like kill a mouse or something? Not that I want to do that. The mice didn't do nothing. No, but... you need something bigger than a mouse. You'd probably have to be at least, I, I don't know, mongoose sized or bigger. A lizard. Maybe a raccoon. Are there raccoons in the desert? No, there's no raccoons in the desert. No, no, no. What? what? You, you, put that, you put that word back in your mouth. <laughs> I don't understand. I, don't say that. Mongoose? We don't harm raccoons here. It, we don't do that. Oh, okay. Well, then, snakes? I don't know. It's all, it's all, it's all life energy. Okay. No, okay, well, the raccoon, you gotta understand, Winley's child is a raccoon. What? I still do not understand that at all. The raccoon is a sacred creature. No, that's your child. You took it in. It, 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 no, it no, doesn't no, matter if no, you don't right. understand. It's her, it's her child. That is my son. Well, I certainly wouldn't drain that raccoon's life, but, you know, feral yeah, ones. sacred beings, Debbie. You must understand. Perhaps raccoons that don't walk on their hind legs. Yes, well, perhaps bastards that are really bastards as well. Bastard. Yes, bas... whatever. So how would one go about destroying this thing? I would think it would be very hard. <laughs> well, based on my study of necromantic swords, as I roll an arcana check real quick, I rolled natural one in my arcana check. So oh. my understanding Ooh. is that you just melt them in a forge, and they're gone forever. It... it... It has a name. It what? Ooh. A sword. It, it has a name. Did you name it? No. No. Well, how did it get a name? Uh, that's actually, well, s same way any of us get names, I suppose. Huh. By earning them in combat? <laughs> <laughs> is, is that how you got, got your name, Buck? Yeah. The... You know, I think it's just a cultural thing. In my culture, we're given terrible first names that mock our last names. <laughs> and then we have to use nicknames to avoid using our terrible first names. That might just be our family and not our culture. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what's your first name? Uh, m mine? Yes, I thought it was... Well, 
I thought it was something that it wasn't. Well, Devias. Devias von Bastard. Devias. Devias, yes. Well, that's the... I technically, what's written on my magical birth certificate, <laughs> uh, it's devious, but that's a terrible name. I never use it. Oh, so a devious bastard. I'm not. Uh, it's bastard. <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> oh, the sword's name is Heaven Heart. That's actually perfect. <laughs> it's really clever. <laughs> Devious bastard and rotten bastard. It's really clever. Oh, rot! Wait, whoa, guys, whoa! <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god, rotten bastard! All credit goes to Adam for this idea. <laughs> Wait a minute, though. That's really it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Great. There's a family oh. tree. Oh my god! <laughs> We're getting off topic. Rotan's evil sword has an evil name. Oh, uh, yes, the name is uh, Ebonheart. And did that not tip you off, baby, that it was an evil sword? No, you used to kill me and bring me back to life for practice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't named Ebonheart. <laughs> I was named Devious, which is a totally different thing. <laughs> Y'all I... got me really fucked up now. <laughs> <laughs> the, the universe has shifted. <laughs> Yes. All right. Well, what should we do? Should we? Uh, we should destroy this thing. I am open to suggestions. I like the take it and study it idea. It's it, it was owned by a, a lich that was stronger than a class five apparently, and it probably could teach us a lot of cool things. Yeah, I'm sure there's no cost to that. Totally free, in the goodness of its heart. Oh, it would drain my life like everything else does. Big deal. I can always get more life. I mean, kinda, kind of a big deal. I'm sure. Is that not why you're yelling at him right now? That's that's. Well, okay, you have a fair point. But I was doing it for, you know, academic study. He's doing it for bloodlust or something. Why are you doing it? What? Me? Yeah. What? Wielding an evil sword. Well, because I picked it up and I can't put it down, apparently, except I just did. <laughs> now a linked or something. I don't know. I, I don't evil sword often. I just know what I picked up from stories and, and talking to people. It's a new experience for me. Well, do, um, do you love him? Your sword? Have you grown uh, to care for him? <laughs> I don't think I understand. I think you're, you're saying something that I don't understand. I mean, it's a very sharp sword. It kind of sounds like you married the sword. Yeah, it, it seems like you're in some sort of um, codependent relationship with your sword. Oh, that's toxic. I'm not sure it's codependent. It might just be dependent. That's worse. <laughs> well, no. I... It's not good. No, because the sword needs the sword needs Roton for a life source, but Roton can't seem to emotionally set the sword down until now. That seems rather rather codependent to me. Well, I I don't I don't know if I like the thought of a of a cursed artifact traveling along with us. It makes me a bit uncomfortable, to be honest. I mean, to be honest, I'm not... I'm not feeling great about it either. Right, yes. Perhaps we should, um... We should take a vote and, and see who would like to destroy it and who would like to uh, study it. I, I think I'm going to lose this vote. <laughs> I think the consensus is to, to put the bitch down. I think so. <laughs> but how do we do that, exactly? 
Well, we could either try and um, break it, smash it with something, or we could use magic. Often with cursed artifacts, if you give them to someone else that the artifact likes more, like someone more powerful, they'll willingly break the bond and go curse the other stronger person. Ha! Well, we don't have to worry about that in our party, then. Well, Buck is going to raise an eyebrow. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's do an experiment. Rotom, how about you walk away from the sword? All right. As far as you can walk. Uh, So Rotom will walk in the direction you have gestured. Okay, Rotom, give me a wisdom saving throw. Ooh, okay. Uh, 23. You make it about 50 feet away. Can keep walking? Yeah, unless somebody shouts at me to stop. (laughs) Okay, nobody shouts. Give me another one, this time at disadvantage. Well, the first one was a five, so I... (laughs) So, uh, eleven. Okay, you suddenly feel compelled to return to the sword and pick it up. So Rotund makes it to the, to, to like, just over the crest of a dude. I didn't hear. Ah! <laughs> he comes charging back over, um, making making for the sword. Oh, I can't! I can't! It's someone. Someone tackle him! It's too much. Don't let him touch the sword. Tackle him quick! Someone stronger than me. <laughs> is anyone gonna do that, or is Rotan just gonna run to the sword? Roz, tackle Rotan. <laughs> um, before he can get there, Desmond's gonna cast Shatter on the sword. Ooh. I'm now picturing Gimli trying to chop up the ring. Mm. It would be great if this works. Ah, plot point resolved. Onward. So the sword. <laughs> the sword needs to give me a constitution Ooh. saving throw. Rotan, I'd like you to roll 2d10 for me, please. Or a d100, if you would. Oh, boy. That's a nine. Well, in Call of Cthulhu, that would be a great success. Yeah. It would be. Alas, um. <laughs> Uh, Rotan, now I would like you to roll a... I'd like you to roll a 1d6. Two. Okay, you're going to have one more die roll. Getting more and more nervous. Yeah. Uh, Rotan, I would now like you to roll 64. Four-sided six times, please. 18. Rotan, you're sprinting back for the sword. Desmond takes this opportunity to turn and begins to gesture in the air. He holds out his hand, and a loud thunderstrike sounds right where the sword is. There is an explosion in the sand as the sword is driven into a crater, and there's this explosion of sand outwards. The dust clears. You peer over the crater. A moment passes, and the sword begins to glow with black necrotic energy. And suddenly, six necrotic bolts shoot out from the sword and strike Desmond, (laughs) doing 24 points of damage. (laughs) Okay. Desmond will take that and stumble backwards and trip and fall, and, like, the the blow will knock him down to the sand, and he'll just, like, like turn, like, midair and, like, faceplant into the sand. And just kind of, like, starts coughing and, like, breathing heavily, and he's like, what was that? Oh, okay, don't, don't do that anymore. That Okay. That was, those were necrotic orbs. Noted. Yes. Noted. Are you all right? Um, I think I'll be, uh, yes, that, that hurt quite a bit. Do you need healing? (laughs) Um, 
But I think I'm, I'm, I'll manage. Oh, okay. Thank you, though. Rotund, you get to the sword, and you see it lying in this small crater of sand, and it is unscathed. So what is it? Is it dead? <laughs> Rotund? No, he's not dead yet. <laughs> Rotund, is the sword? The sword is still um, intact. Oh, scratched. I uh, Roton picks it up, uh, looks at it. Is it is it damaged in any way? No, not in any way. It is unscratched. Oh, uh, uh, hello. Uh, are you okay? <laughs> Give me more. His oh. life will sustain me. Yep, it's still talking. <laughs> <laughs> what is it saying? It wants more. More, more of what you just did. Um, well, it's not going to get it. I would advise... <laughs> I would advise <laughs> against it. I mean, so, sorry, sword. Oh, but... <laughs> Don't apologize to the sword, Rotan. <laughs> okay, uh, okay, I'm sorry, Debbie. For apologizing <laughs> to the sword. <laughs> so, what happened across the dune? You you ran over the dune and then you came running back. Did, it, did you get hurt? What happened? I, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't move in that direction anymore. You, like, the sand was too I, I deep? I never or? felt anything like it. This uh, overpowering urge to, to come back and to, to, to hold it again. I, I couldn't resist. Oh. Arcane compulsions. All right, all right. Well, um, it appears that magic is not going to, uh, put an end to this thing. At least not, uh, not, not, not my magic. I guess we'll just have to bring it with us. Oh, well. I like how Debbie's the, like, Egon Spangler of the group. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we have to take it with us. <laughs> what if we bring it with us, but don't let Rotan hold it? That, that way, because he, he was able to walk, like, 50 feet away. He can clearly be separated from it. He just can't get too far away. So we'll just, like, you know, tie it to a rope behind Concord and let him drag it across the desert or something. We could give it a try, and then perhaps uh, in this, where, where we're going next, uh, we could find a, um, a, uh, specialist, or, or whatever town we're going oh, to. Seisha will definitely have people that can help. Absolutely, yes. Someone specialized in the, in the dark, uh, dark magics. Uh, someone who can... Dark is a little... Um, necromantic magic, yes. Necromantic, <laughs> yeah, yes. Someone who can... I'm sure you'll find a defense against a dark arts teacher in <laughs> Or an offense using dark arts teacher. One of the two. It's just a one-year appointment. <laughs> a one-year. Yes, they don't tend to stay around long, do they? Just to clarify, Ames, these are Harry Potter references. I get some Harry Potter references. Defense against the dark arts uh, teachers do not get tenure. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all you need to know. Okay, so uh, y'all want to continue on or? Drag the sword behind Concord. And... I will say, uh, dragging it, dragging the sword, dragging, dragging Ebonheart behind Concord does not seem, uh, seem to be a very nice thing to do. Do you want to be nice to the evil thing, Rotan? I thought you were a no, hero. No, I'm fine with it. Uh, I just I just wanted to raise that concern. Concern noted. Get the rope. Actually, Debbie's going to reach into her the right pocket of her dress, like deep into that pocket, and pull out 50 feet of uh, silk rope. There, Rotan, you tie it up. Oh, uh, uh, all right. 
Rotan, give me a wisdom check at disadvantage. <laughs> I, I'm wondering if this is uh, <laughs> because of the sword or just because Rotan um, may not know how to tie knots very well. Uh, <laughs> that Well, I rolled a two, <laughs> so I'm not even going to do the math on that. Yep, I failed. You get the sword in your hand and you get the rope and you have no desire to tie this sword to a rope. You you do not want this sword to leave your person, company, hands, body, whatever word you want to use. Nope, I I, I can't do it. I can't I can't let go of it. Rotan, I thought you wanted to get rid of the evil thing. I do, I do. But you don't. It's like it's like acne, isn't it? Explain. I don't want it touching me, but it's just, it's just there. That is the worst analogy I've ever heard. (laughs) Somebody help. Look, I don't see us getting this thing out of his hands, at least not without one of us taking it, and I don't think any of us really want to do that. So, I'm holding it for now. We're not that far from Cisha. I don't think we have a choice. We can offer you uh, healing if, if needed, and I think we just press on. Sure, sounds good to me. Let's not piss off the evil sword more than we already have. Eh, we can take the sword. Did you see the same necrotic bolts that I did? That that was pretty effective. Mm, that's a fair point. The bruises on my chest say otherwise. The, the blistering skin on my, on my chest from the necrotic magic says otherwise. We can heal that. On, on my chiseled, ripped abs. <laughs> my, my rippling muscles beneath his clothes. <laughs> just swole. I do have one more th- theory that we could test. It just came to mind. Rotan, can I cast a spell on your sword? Oh, uh, uh, why not? Debbie's going to cast Inflict Wounds on the sword. Oh, and Rotan's holding it now, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I, I suppose so. Oh, boy. And she's going to cast it using Distant Meta Magic. Okay, Debbie, so you cast Inflict Wounds, and nothing seems to happen. Hmm. It doesn't. It does no damage, or like, do I get the the visual like swirly necromantic black energy thing? No, you do not. It doesn't seem to have any effect whatsoever. Hmm. Interesting. It seems to have negated my spell. Rotan, ask it what just happened. Ah, uh, he- hello. Ah, uh, what just happened? <clears throat> he says to the sword. <laughs> you tell me. A unicorn just ran by. <laughs> Rotan blatantly <laughs> lies. <laughs> what? The, does the sword respond to that at all? The sword falls silent. I'm sorry, that, that was a lie. Uh, it, it doesn't seem to know what happened. Hmm. Well, it negated my necromantic spell. It uh, It's partially negated by necromantic heal. Interesting. All right, duly noted. We can uh, continue on. I'll file this information away for further analysis. The group of you pack up your small camp. Winley dismisses her hut. And you once again begin your walk through the desert. As Buck said, the journey to Cisha was not far. You find yourselves out of 
the rolling dunes that have characterized much of your journey and onto a vast ashen plain. A layer of dust covers the ground. Occasionally as you walk, or as those in front of you walk, you notice that beneath the blowing drifts of dust-like ash is blackness, like a smooth blackness, almost as if you were walking on glass. You walk for about an hour longer, expecting to see a great city rising out of the desert. But there's nothing ahead of you, except for what looks like gates to a small outpost, embedded in the rock face of a solitary formation rising out of this ashen plain. You journey closer, and you see set into this rock face of this rock tower is an obsidian door. Next to it on either side are small, almost looks like walls like you would find at a fortress or an outpost with small minaret-type turrets. And standing on either side of this obsidian gate are two guards. Buck, you've walked this route a hundred times, and you know that you are now at the gates of Sisha. Is this standard Sishan protocol at the gates? Yeah, you approach one of the guards at the gate. You've done this transaction a hundred times to get access to the city. But as you step forward, the guard also steps forward, holds out his hand, and says to you, The gates are closed. Oh. Well, can we open them? No, you misunderstand. The gates are closed. The city is not safe. What's going on? Today is the day that the betrayer is being punished. You're going to have to excuse me, friend. It's been a, a, a bit of a minute since the last time I was here. Who, who is this? You have not heard of the cleansing fire of Kassir. Uh, is that something that I would have heard of? Um... Give me a history check. That's a 15. Buck, you've heard rumors that there has been rumblings of a, of a religious order that has been rising, that they've talked of the return of the true god, the rise and the return of Kassir, and that those who have been, I guess you could say, in charge of Sisha, or the elders and the, the council... And the priests have all been worshipping a false god. And only they can bring about the true god. So so they're executing him today, huh? Yes. And there are many people who are very unhappy. I could let you in, but if you were to die, that would not be on me. I take no responsibility for your lives. Oh, I wasn't going to make you sign nothing that said it was your fault. It... Okay, just you, because I was going to say, I, the last thing I need is a wrongful death lawsuit on my case. No, no, no. no. <laughs> you don't need that. That's not on your salary. No, no, I don't make much. And the union barely covers stuff like that, so... Oh, the union dues don't get me started. I know, I know, friend. I had to pay union dues to get a new bedroll, and, and look at it, it's moth-eaten and... What? Sun-bleached. I think someone had it before me. Well, that's not very union-like. What's your union even? Who's your rep? Oh, that's it. I don't know. You don't even know your rep. Oh my! 
Okay, you know what? I'm gonna get my friends settled in an inn, and then I'm coming back here, and we're gonna find you your union rep. Okay, I, I like you. I'm... I'm Kovo. Buck. Sarbuck Kicksteer, but you can call me Buck. Buck, good to meet you. And if you need something, you come, you come to Kovo. Oh, I'll holler, and I'm serious about that union rep. Yes, I'm not always out here. I'm, I'm... Thankfully, I'm mostly in the city. I don't, I don't like it out here. It's too bright. Well, there's just sand everywhere. Yeah, and whoever comes to Sisha, you know, it's, it's, it's a bad post. I take that up with my union rep. Good idea. Good idea. Uh, where else would you be posted? Oh, the might of Sisha is vast. There are many good postings. Oh, I see. First time. I'm sorry. I, I thought this was it. <laughs> No, this is... this is nothing. This is a gate. Yes. I envy you to look upon the glory of Sisha for the first time. It is truly spectacular. It, it is pretty nice. Ah, oh, ah. Oh. What do you recommend? Oh, what well, you can't go wrong with the Temple District. Very nice. Lots of tourists go there. Go see the, the glass pyramid itself. Good place. Also, my cousin Domo. He has a shmarma place. Right around the corner from the pyramid. You tell him Como sent you? I tell you, he'd take care of you. Good street. Hardly any civil war. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you... you going now? I mean, I can open the gate. I don't know where else you'll go. Yeah, I'd appreciate it if you would. Yeah, okay, I got you. Thanks, friend. And you see him step back. And he makes a gesture with his hands and reaches out, and the obsidian gate opens inwards to reveal a long, dark tunnel. The group of you enter the tunnel, leaving Como behind, and the bright light of the desert gives way to the blackest darkness as your eyes struggle to adjust. A long obsidian corridor descends before you. Obsidian walls guide you forward, pulling you deeper underground. Your shadows dance across the dark stone before you, illuminated by green fire glass lamps, which mark your progress. Desmond and Windley, you have not seen these lamps before. Neither, well, Devi, you've been to Sisha before, right? Devi's been to Sisha, Sisha yeah. Okay. And Rotan and Mist... You've seen these lamps once before, on your last brief voyage into Sisha. Oh, right. You continue walking. There's nothing else to see around you but for the seemingly endless corridor, the green fire lamps every 50 feet, and the oppressive darkness. The air is stale. It's almost heavy. How are each of you feeling as you walk deeper and deeper underground into the dark, surrounded by blackness? dark. <laughs> well, I mean, to those who can see in the dark, it's relative, but yeah, I mean, I it's not absolutely say. dark. You, you get it. We're going for mood here, people. I know. <laughs> I think Winley feels right at home. It's like she's in a mine. This is not Buck's first time here, so he's like ducking his head a little bit, like, unconsciously, even though there's plenty of headroom. But having that much dark on top of him, he's just ducking slightly, but carrying forward. Debbie seems pretty comfortable as well. She's She's got some dark vision and has been to Sisha before. So she's just sort of 
she seems a little trepidatious, um, but otherwise coming along. And but Roz is positively giddy. She is she is bouncing up and down, like hopping around like an excited little creature. Like she's she's happy to be here for some reason. What about you, Mist? Roton. I think Roton's spending enough dark corridors by now that that if he was phased before, uh, he's not phased now. But he, he wasn't. Let's be frank, he wasn't ever phased. <laughs> he used to walk right into those traps. <laughs> <laughs> and missed much the same. I mean, we just came out of the Shrouded Isle and the Shadow Realm. And I mean, not going to throw a party down here, but I think there's a certain level of comfort. Not comfort. Uh, what's the word I want? He's getting a bit inured to the whole creepy dark places. And then I sort of pictured in the back is Desmond. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's just feeling... He's a little off. Ever since the whole island thing. <laughs> it's just like... It just kind of rattled him. He's just, you know, figuring out his name, reading about his mother. It's like all just a lot. And he's just trying to piece everything together and he's just a little, like, a little out of it. Just a little bit. You continue walking. And then far in the distance, those of you with dark vision and other heightened senses begin to see this first you see at the end of the corridor an intricate brass gate stands at the end of the corridor it seems to be open you pass through it the path ends and you find yourselves in an enormous cavern it's so large it fits an entire city within it You find yourself standing on an overlook, staring out at an opulent city of obsidian glass. Green fire lamps illuminate the streets. A dark river bisects the city. And rising high above it, on the opposite end of the cavern, is an enormous glass pyramid. Its size and the dark green of the glass absolutely commands your attention. Twin gold statues stand before it on a terrace which hangs out over the river. Far below, on the opposite sides of the river, on the promenades which run the length of it, you see crowds gathered. They are seething and angry, especially on the east bank. Torches wave above their heads. And unlike the green fire in all of the lamps, These are red fire, orange fire, the color of fire that you're used to seeing. And though you are far too far away to make out the words, the fury of the crowd is palatable, is terrible and righteous, and seems to be directed at a woman in a gold mask, addressing them from the terrace before the pyramid. Scattered amongst the crowd, you see red banners waving as the crowd screams its anger at the woman above. In front of the woman, just below the terrace, in fact, hanging off of it, seems to be a glass box chained to the terrace railing. It's lowered so that the top of the box is level with the railing. There's a makeshift scaffold before it, and standing, bound in chains, with two masked figures to either side, is a man. Would I recognize either the man or the woman? 
from having been in the city before? Honestly, it's too far to tell. Like, they are literally across the city. You just happen to be high, like the overlook is very high, and the city kind of sprawls out before you. So you're, you're seeing them as almost tiny figures in the distance. So you would have to get closer to, to really be able to discern it. What did we walk into? Oh, the usual, I think. This is usual? Is this one of those situations where we should pick a side? And if so, <laughs> which side are, should we be on? The one that's winning. Oh. Well, that would be whichever side we're on. Can't we just be conscientious objectors? Yes, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't think this I'm is... quite ready to take a side. They don't look very conscientious down there. Well, this also doesn't look like our problem. That I agree with. Un- until it is our problem. Correct. Correct. That's true. Perhaps we could go and take a closer look, see if we can figure out what, what's going on in this place. Well, let's take a step back for a second and ask a, like, an important question. Why are we here? <laughs> I came here looking for you all. I was hoping you would tell me why I'm here. Oh. Is it those crystals or something? Rotan looks at Mist. Oh, that's a, that's a Mist question. <laughs> <laughs> Mist on the river, keeper of the plot. <laughs> he opens a book. With plot written on <laughs> I, mean, I mean, kind of. <laughs> I, I'm not not scrolling back through the adventure log to make sure I remember what we were doing when we set out four months ago. Five. Totally canon that you keep a record of like all the things that you're doing. He's keeping two. Um, oh, two sets of books. Extra work. Let's see if Cat Sith finds out. Well, we are looking for. Um, the Order of Chaos. Oh, okay. I have no knowledge of... I think we need to get the lay of the land before we go wandering around and just asking people at random, because maybe it's like, oh yeah, Order of Chaos, yeah, they're over there, that's cool, no problem, we'll show you where... <laughs> it's, well, it's, maybe not, it's, like, it's not oh, like that. <laughs> w- welcome to prison, population oh, you. Well, well, hey, hang on, what do you know about it? Well, I know they're not based in Seashell, they have... Um, you know, maybe a satellite office here, I think. Actually, I, I know they do have a satellite <laughs> office here. But they're actually uh, in a remote monastery what? in the desert, in the mountains. Um, the desert mountains. Um, why do you, not to pry into a lady's business, but why do you know that they have an office here? And why do you know where it is? I mean, that's why I came here before. I had I kind of needed to visit the, um, you know, run errands. Oh, neat. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. But anyways, they, they are—they do have a presence uh, Debbie, here. Debbie, give me a deception uh, check. <laughs> Damn it. Everybody roll inside. Who's probably 19 deception. I suppose Rotan should roll this because it's his sister. You think Buck is just going to take you at your word? Oh, 21 insight. Ooh. The wise cleric sees through my <laughs> artfully worded <laughs> deception. <laughs> Of running errands? <laughs> running errands. To the Order of Chaos and Satellite Office. You lie! <laughs> to a city in the middle of the desert, buried underground. I, did, I I wasn't quite sure what I was expecting when, when we got to Seisha, because it's been like sort of teased a lot. Um, but I wasn't expecting us to, <laughs> A, 
have a big discussion about union structure, like, right at the get-go, and then talk about satellite office. Like, I'm getting a major bureaucratic vibe that I was not expecting. Yeah, me, honestly, me neither, uh, especially since there's another city that's much more about that. that you oh, boy. But, um... There's a... There might be a civil war going on, but gosh, it would really suck if your union was cheating you out of, a, <laughs> <laughs> out of your blanket. Your union should be treating you right. Union That's what the union's be for. You right. So, really, is that the whole reason we're here? Is just for the order of chaos? Well, I mean, specifically the tomb of Drelatar. Drelatar's tomb? Really? Okay. Do, do you know where these places are? Yeah, it's pretty. It's a pretty big tourist attraction. She's kind of revered in the city. So, okay, a minute ago you gave me the vibe that the Order of Chaos is not the sort of thing you go asking questions about, but you're also telling me it's a tourist attraction. No, no, Drelatar so, is not the Order of Chaos. Drelatar is the founder of the city. That's not the information I have. Then I, I hope my world lore is correct, and I'm not just pulling stuff out of my ass here. Is Drelatar the founder uh, of the city? <laughs> yes. Okay. Is Drillatar, the progenitor of the Order of Chaos? Yes. Okay. Yay! Alright, we're both right. <laughs> both can be true. I mean, Drillatar didn't found it on her own, but it, it's technically not her since she gave her life to found Asisha, but it's her. If I remember right, though, she was she was revered. She's like a founder she, of the city. Like, she was, she like, literally yeah. cast the ritual that essentially created the city. Okay. So yeah, there's, you know, there's there's a tomb. You can go see it. There's probably still tickets available. Yeah. I mean, not like what we have to do to do the. The civil war might so make the tours a little unreliable. Yeah. Is there any like okay? So there, you said that there is a river, right? That bisects. Are are the people of the two different sides? One side's on one side of the river. One side's on the other. So we can't conveniently, like uh, conveniently, yes, that is exactly the way it works. Okay, um, can we bypass them by in any way, or we're all we're gonna run into one side regardless? No, you're gonna run into one side regardless. Right. Essentially, okay. the city is essentially <laughs> is built along the banks of the river. Mm-hmm. Okay, Winley, you have been to Sisha before, but not this part of it. You've never been to the south side of the city. Right. You're more familiar with the northwest part of it. Right. Where the river comes into the city. So what do you want to see at Drillatar's tomb? She's kind of dead. It's not so much at as it is likely uh, in? in the tomb. Oh, so we'll be doing some grave robbing. Ooh, that sounds fun. Oh, I did not sign up for desecration. Nope, not desecrating. Oh. I'm looking for information that may be sealed in the tomb. And I don't see any reason why we can't make a copy of the information and take that with us. I'm not sure they allow tourists inside the tomb. We're not tourists. We're adventurers. That's why we'll be invisible. I'm pretty sure they can. They have ways to spot that kind of thing. Well, if they don't currently, it sounds like they're gonna after this. Yep. It's a pretty high security place. The the tours are just sort of, you know, on the outside. Debbie, haven't you ever seen National Treasure? (laughs) It can happen. Uh, 
somewhat related, possibly related question are where would we go if we wanted to find out more about uh, getting rid of an evil sword? Would that be uh, an order of chaos question? Uh, probably. I don't know how open they are to talking about it, but yeah, they 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 would they could do that kind of thing. Probably. Or any wizard. I mean, there's this place is full of chaos magic. Like you can just find any wizard. I think Mugby has a has a shop out here. He's, he's doing franchises now. <laughs> Of course, he <laughs> gotta find that voice again. He didn't appear last season, so yeah, he hadn't yet branched out to the shrouded isle. <laughs> no, he had not. This um, import export is a real pain. Um, yeah, usually for cursed items or artifacts or sentient swords or whatever, like the temple's a good place to go, but it seems to be currently overrun by a mob. So, ah, so getting in will be difficult. Um, yes. I'm going to say yes. Yes. Well, Schwama at Como's? Mm, I think I heard Como's is also near the temple, which looks like they might have burned down Como's. Oh, maybe. Yes. <laughs> oh, I hope not. I was really looking forward to that. No, I, I literally said Schwama on Friday. No, I want it again. <laughs> Technically, it was Domo. Como was at the yeah, gate. Yeah, Domo. But... I thought Como oh, I... was at the gate. Oh, right. I wonder if Como can get us into the temple. Seem to be very friendly with Baka. There's there. a secret passage underneath his shawarma, shawarma shop. <laughs> All right. Well, first I'm going to have to get the union rep thing settled so that he really owes me a favor. <laughs> and then I'm sure we could probably get him to sneak us in somehow. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> so we need to get him a new posting so he can sneak us into the temple. Or at yes. least a, a better bedroll. <laughs> Three episodes. Hell, I probably could have given him mine, but... I probably should just give him mine. <laughs> you know what? I'll do that in a minute. <laughs> um, do, Buck probably knows an innkeeper kind of nearish the gates. Sure. Or is yeah. at least no, on friendly-ish terms. All right. Well, I, I might know a place we can get a little bit more information and we can gather our intelligence and see what we can do from there. Uh, stay in an, uh, an actual inn. <laughs> Sounds lovely. I know, it's not sand, but, you know, whatever, I guess. So does that mean we're not going grave robbing tonight? Oh, I think I so. not at all. <laughs> well, I mean, we don't have... We, maybe, maybe we can get the information that we need out of the Order of Chaos without having to investigate the tomb up close. Yeah, okay, great. We'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah no, tell me end. about it. Well, uh, Mr. Buck... Please lead the way. I do have to say I'm quite tired. I would love a meal. Yeah, it's it's been a, a heck of a journey. I, I'd say y'all earned a good rest. And Buck starts leading them down the street. Buck leads you down the descending obsidian path that leads from the entryway through the streets of the city, which are mostly empty. It seems like most people are either barricaded in their homes or they've gone to join the crowds witnessing, well, whatever's going on. Not too far from the entrance, in a courtyard with a magnificent sculpture formed out of a geode in the center of it. All of the buildings in Sisha are fairly short. They, they don't have the sort of multi-storied splendor of their Tyran counterparts. 
They tend to be more short, only maybe two or three stories, but they do all seem to have these spires of glass, of this obsidian glass on the rooftops, sometimes on tiny towers attached to the buildings. And this one is no different. Buck leads you up to this inn, which has a step up to a a porch on the front. And the sign, which seems to be chiseled or carved into the face of the building, the name of the inn is called the Felsic Table. I'm good with it. (laughs) I don't get it. I want to see some granite countertops. That's all I'm saying. You enter the building. The building itself is an inn. It's unlike most of the other inns you've been in. Most of the furniture is, in fact, made of stone. But it is well-appointed. It's comfortable. Uh, It has the, the same green fire lamps you've seen throughout the city. There doesn't seem to be many people in it. Seems to be one person kind of sitting at the bar, talking to the barkeep. Otherwise, it's empty. And as you walk in, the barkeep sees you. It's hard to miss when Buck is the first one in. Buck, for you, the ceilings are very low. You don't have to stoop, but they are maybe a few inches above your head. Going through doorways into other parts of the building, you will have to bend down to get through. And as you walk into the building, the innkeep or the barkeep behind the counter sees you and says, Aha, my friends, my friends, you are come to see me. Come in, make yourself at home. I don't know why I'm French. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> where did this tunnel lead? <laughs> I love Can it. you hear the people sing? <laughs> I mean, there is a revolution going on. That's right. totally appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. It's canon now. How are you? How are you doing? <laughs> Mine are fine, friend. We just got in. Seems you... Uh, a little trouble going on. Ah, oh, that don't worry. It happens every, I don't know, few weeks around here. The people are really angry about something. Well, the, the people of Sisha have always been so passionate. Oh, I know. That's why I came here from nightfall. You wouldn't happen to have room for us here, would you? Ah, oh, all the rooms. We are, the, the tourist season's kind of light right about now. <laughs> during, during revolution season. <laughs> <laughs> it's revolution season. Revolution season. <laughs> Je- January to March. That's uh... see. If you're a real tourist, that's when you go because then all the other people will, you you know to go during it's revolution true. season. <laughs> that's when you ever nobody else will be there. The lines are very short. It, you know, all the all the souvenir shops are closed, but if you want to grab yourself a piece of barricade, that's the time, uh, that's the time <laughs> to do it. I just remember there was a French bartender in Nightfall. I, I, yes, I there was. Same guy. There was. He hated you, too. <laughs> and his name was Bromo. This is probably his brother, you know. <laughs> what is this bartender's name? <laughs> this oh, you have an ad- oh, yeah, you- what is your name, innkeeper? Bartender? Oh, how- Whatever you are. My name is Jean-Baptiste. It is so good to meet you. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry. I should have introduced y'all. <laughs> oh, no, we killed Winley. <laughs> now pull up a chair. I can get you some food. You look hungry, right? Yeah, that that would be, that'd be mighty fine. Thank you. Sounds wonderful. All right, that's good. Um, we have fish and we have some sort of crab thing that 
It, it lives in the river. It's very good, I promise. You don't know what it's called. <laughs> really concerning. It says on the menu, some sort of crab thing that lives in the river. You need to work on your sales Market pitch, price. Hey. To... <laughs> give it a, a lie to us. Just pretend that you know, but give it a name for fuck's sake. <laughs> all right, all right, calm down, it's fine. Just don't and on eat the it. children's menu, we've got nuggets of some bird. <laughs> Sunburn. Sunburn. <laughs> I mean, that's what the spider told us it was called. Nuggets of sunburn. <laughs> no, it's great. I promise. I'm sorry. I got carried away. I got. I no, got it's a, good. I, got... I understand. It's this, the desert. The place with your mind. Uh, it's uh, it's the city. The people are very. It's, uh, the passion's running hot here. You would not believe the ways the desert has played with my mind, sir. Uh, would you like a drink? I can. We have ale and beer and wine and. Ale sounds lovely. Oh, that's great. Okay, one, two, three, six ales, six ales, coming right up. Yes, and um, what what do you have for food? Well, for you, my little dear, perhaps would you like some a delicacy from the homeland? Perhaps you would like some mushrooms. Oh, that sounds wonderful. I can do a nice grilled mushroom with a little, uh, maybe, side salad. How about a little bit of escargot? Perfect. Absolutely perfect. I am uh, an adventurer, so uh, yes, I'll try the crab thing. No, very good. It is good. It only looks slightly gross. No, don't, I'll be honest with you. I don't want me. you to be like turned <laughs> off. It's like... No, I, just I stop said talking. I would have it. <laughs> And bring it on a plate. It's just you. You don't you talk about the it now. <laughs> Nothing more required. How long before those bounty hunters come back to complicate matters? Will Rotan realize that his sword is his own personal tingles? Just what the hell kind of bird is it? Pigeon? Aarakocra? Kenku? Find out next time on Multiclass Theater. Oh, we should have told the turtle to, to give us all of his shit. Like to, to give him, give us the shield and, and leave, you know, yeah, and, the turtle and empty the, um, his pockets. And the Tabashi had, had stuff. Ah, yeah. We, we really let him off easy. We really let him off easy. Guy tried to you kill us. Just rob him like, you, dude, you just <laughs> yeah. look, you look confused. And, uh, yeah. Give him a thousand dollars. We got to really That's earn that good. bounty. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, entirely awful. Here you go. Here you go. There you go. Everything's fine. <laughs> okay, give me one second. I don't. I don't like when the DM is that amused by my action. No, I was. No, this is. I was looking up inflict wounds, but for some reason I typed inflect wounds. I don't know. <laughs> that's me. that's called bad pronunciation. Yes. And then I just typed inflict wings. So <laughs> I. Why? <laughs> It is it is a necromancy spell to be clear that that's the I idea. Know, I, I... It shotguns a Red Bull and takes off. <laughs>
Debbie, <laughs> I didn't want all these buffalo wild wings <laughs> in the middle of the desert. No refrigeration. I have to come up with an in name, which I don't know why I wasn't prepared for this because I should have been. Uh, I mean, I have kind of a. Uh, Do it. Say it. I mean, my ge- my geology in name is the Stone and Bone. Mm. Okay, it's an inn, not a brothel. I have the same thought. Stone and bone. <laughs> it's a place to get high and have paleontologists hang out. I just, but I actually think we... I don't think we recorded that. I think... I used it in a one-shot. <laughs>